Hey guys, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And as soon as I just started talking to you, my dogs looked at me like, yo, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) As they always do, they're like, well, what? Yeah, they're like, who are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) They're all mopey right now because their dad went to the liquor store. Uh, <laughs> so I may have to mute when he is this the mute button the little white button with the microphone yeah I'm pretty sure okay yeah it was I'll probably have to mute when he comes home because they're gonna go crazy that's all right well how have you been I haven't I mean I've kind of talked to you but I haven't talked to you I know I was busy last week what are you doing working we've mm. been super busy well, that's good. It makes the day go by fast, right? Yes. <laughs> good, good. Well, let's do our second suite for the week. What is your suck, Lacey? Okay, so my suck is my laptop is, like, completely gone. <laughs> oh, what ha- wait, so what are you on right now? My phone. I tried to turn it on for our mm. episode tonight, and it was doing the same thing as last time. Like, it starts up at the window screen, and then it goes black and won't come on. So, it's gone. Uh, It's at least, at least, I've been working from home, like, what, four years now, four or five years now, so it's at least, like, seven. (laughs) Oh, okay, it's time. Yeah. Wait, so is that your work laptop, too? No, they sent me one. Oh, okay. A couple months ago. So, you just need a personal one. Right. Hmm. That's why they sent me one, because I was using my personal, and then... I didn't like that, so they sent me a work one. <laughs> not to be back to school, you can probably get a really good deal on a new one. Yeah, maybe, but I'm not ever on it that much, really, so I mean, yeah. just not. When I'm not doing schoolwork, I, like, only open it for this. Otherwise, I'm on my phone. <laughs> right. You just get an iPad or something. You might use that more. Maybe. Well, my suck for the week is my stupid, annoying fucking neighbor. Ugh. So, I've told you about this before. That dude moved. This is a new dude. But, like, he's just so freaking inconsiderate. And I want to know what genius said, hey, let's put surround sound speakers in all of these loft apartments. Uh, No, because my bedroom backs up to this dude's living room, and he'd be bumping music 24-7. Today, I was on a work, like, conference call, and they were like, are you at the club? I'm like, no, that's my damn neighbor, but like bumping and grinding over there at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I was like, can't ever take a nap. <laughs> oh, that was yesterday. We came home from my dad's house. We went swimming. And so we came home and we were tired trying to take a nap, but it's like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, put on some damn headphones, dude. Be considerate. Shit. So he, um, you're not supposed to put your trash out till like six o'clock between six and eight. And he put his trash out at noon, so Garage took a picture and sent it to the to the <laughs> office. And I was like, mm, he put his trash out early. That's a fine. That's a fifty dollar fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me because I will get you, okay? Today I almost went over there, but I yelled at him through the wall and he turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just start beating on it. <laughs> yes, it's like it's you know what? It's motivation for us to just be ready to buy a house when the market is ready for us because I am so sick of living next to people, on top of people, under people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it sucks. Sucks. Also, I've lived in an apartment like the majority of my adult life. I've lived in a house like three years of my adult life. Um, these walls must be made of paper because I have never heard a neighbor the way I hear my neighbor now. Like, I can hear conversations and tell you, like, word for word what they're saying. Granted, it could be the ceiling, too. It's not everything as echoes. as the last guy, because the last guy was just a loud dude. But, like, I can hear him opening and closing his blinds and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, how can I hear all of this? This is ridiculous. Mm, wait till I leave the, the review when we move out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lacey, what's your sweet for the week? So, my sweet. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we're having week. We're having a family over this weekend. A little family oh. COVID. 
Oh, that's for 4th of July, right? Yes. That's exciting. Yes, yes, That'll yes. Be fun. So, like, a lot of people you haven't seen in a while? Yeah. Yeah, we're still kind of anxious that we're doing it because there's still some yes. that don't want the shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? At this point, it's, it's, they're the ones that are going to get sick. So. Well, the new strains, maybe not. No, they've said that um, I was actually just reading something that said that they've done tests and the um, vaccine is working, is protecting against those two. Well, good. So good news. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I kept seeing that Delta variant and I'm like, shit, here we go again. Right. Here we go. But then I saw it and I was like, oh, thank God. But I mean, still could wreak some havoc. It there's still a lot could. Of people that don't want the shot yeah. or didn't go for the second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we can hope for the best. Just uh, have the poker outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Texas summer. Just spread out six feet apart and make them wear masks. I'm sorry. If you're not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Sorry. Love your hair. Hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that'll be fun. You'll have to let us know how it goes. Are y'all going to play with real money? Yeah, we always do. Well, oh, it's kind damn. of like a pot. Oh. So. My family would play with candy. <laughs> we don't play with money. But um, Steve's friends, they his best friend wants to play. So they're going to do like a refresher with me because I haven't played poker in a really long time. Um, and then they're gonna, we're going to play like with his group for real money. And I'm like, oh, boy. Maybe I need, you, maybe I need to play around with you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Practice. What can you and I play with candy, though? I'm not ready yeah. for Okay. No, you're not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> not ready. <laughs> well, my sweet for the week is I got to go to a book exchange party over the weekend. And it was the first Ooh. time I'd ever been to something like that. And it was so much fun. So everyone brought a book and a new unopened bottle of wine. And we did a white elephant. So we drew a number and then you would go pick and then, you know, you can steal or whatever. So I took The Last Letter from Your Lover, which is going to be a Netflix movie with Shailene Woodley in a few weeks. And then I took a bottle of my favorite wine from Landon Winery, Yellow Rose. I was going for aesthetic because it was like the book cover was pink and yellow. And then the wine I took was like it's yellow rose. I was like a yellow label. But some people got super creative. They like found a wine to like match the name of their book and shit. Ooh. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, I, I feel way outdone. And then this one chick, she was putting like, oh my God. Sorry, a dog walked by. Um, she put like a recipe for a cocktail and then she put like everything you needed, like the liquor Ooh. mixer, the lime juice. She even put some limes in there. <laughs> That's a good idea. It was, so, I'm like, yeah. and people, that one got stolen. Cause you know, if you steal it twice, it freezes. So yeah. that one froze. Um, yeah, there were some really cool, really cool things that they found to go with it. And it was so much fun. So it was at my friend Sarah's house and I had never met any of these other people. I only knew her. And so the group of people that were there, it's like, I don't know that I've ever been to a gathering where just like everyone is cool and gets along. You know, there's usually that one that's like, you know, starting trouble or doesn't get along with every, you know what I mean? Although us avid readers are a different breed. That is true. Maybe that's (laughs) the difference. They were all bookworms and they were all, you know, they all loved books. Um, Everyone was so lovely and so nice and like had some really good conversations. And there was a very like wide, like there was people of all ages, all backgrounds. Like it was in a very eclectic mix of people and everyone was just like so chill. It was so much fun. Um, so I came home with the book Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pritchett. So I'm excited to read that. And then the bottle of I posted it on our Instagram. Because the bottle of wine looked, like, so cool, especially with the book cover. And I feel bad because, um, so the girl that initially picked it, it was her what her friend brought, and she knew what it was, and she wanted it. Well, then someone else stole it from her, and then I stole it from the 
the second person. And I felt bad because she was the person I like talked to the most. And she was so nice. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I really want to read this book. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of the books that were there, you and I have already read a lot of them. So it was like, I kind of had to also think about like, I need to get something I haven't read before. Mm -hmm. So I just want to. Well, you know that that's also a TV series. Yes. And I've watched it and it's very good. Have you watched it? I had started it, but I had so many things on the list already that I haven't finished it yet. It's good. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I guess I'll see how it compares. And it's been enough time. Enough time has passed. I feel like I can read it and not be, like, constantly comparing it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, David Tennant and Michael Sheen are freaking perfect. I would watch them in anything together. So I'm sure that they were casted very well for who they were playing, an angel and a demon. So oh, we'll probably. But, yeah, it was fun. I think um, uh, you're going to have to go next time. It was so much fun. I think you would really enjoy it. Probably. This is fun. Um, so a few things from last time. So Savannah. So last time we were talking about um, the invisible life of Addie LaRue. And I had asked, like, what should we talk about on the episode? But I didn't see the responses until after we had recorded. And so Savannah from at the Desperate Bookwife said that I'm not crazy. Because she, too, was attracted to Luke. (laughs) I'm trying to find the post because she said some other stuff, too. It was really funny. And I was like, dang, I really wish I would have seen this before we recorded because it was so funny. Um, Okay. Nope, it wasn't that one. Damn it, I should have screenshot it. It was really, really funny what she said. Might be this one. No, it's not that one. Might be this one. Uh, oh my gosh, I like forgot how to use Instagram. No, I can't find it. But she said that she was attracted to him too, and I'm like, I don't know what that says about me. I really don't. That I always like the bad dude. It's kind of like if I was my own therapist, I would be concerned. But some of these bad dudes turn into really good dudes. So I mean, yes, exactly. Um. Well, before we get into the really good dude that we're both in love with, um, I just wanted to read this line to you. I've been listening to this audio book called That Summer, and it is, who is the author? Uh, Jennifer Weiner, Weiner, W-E-I-N-E-R. Yeah, I've read some of her other stuff, it's Weiner. Is that Weiner, Weiner? Okay. Weiner. Okay, this is probably the weirdest line I've ever heard regarding a sex scene. Are you ready? (laughs) Mm -hmm. His chest and belly and legs were covered in reddish gold curls. The curls were densest on his chest and at his groin. A tangly nest from which his penis rose, red and curved and wet at the tip. (laughs) Everything's just red. A tangly nest from which his penis rose? I was like, I had to rewind it. I was like, hold up. I don't think I heard that right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I just thought that was really funny. So today we're talking about A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The third book of the Akatar series by Sarah J. Moss. And do you want to give them a quick synopsis? I mean, if you're here for the third book, you should know by now. Basically, a mortal gets turned into a fae, and they, from there, a whole bunch of drama happens. (laughs) She becomes a lady, a high lady in the night court, and then now they're facing a war. So if you're here, you know. If not, go to the first two books, and then come back. So, overall, did you like it? Yes. And did you like it more than Jack? He's giving his two cents. Um, Did you like it more than A Court of Mist and Fury, the second one? 
Mm-hmm. It's very, I liked it in a very different way. Yeah. Like, I liked the second one because it builds Feyre and Reese's relationship. This mm-hmm. one just, like, solidifies some things, and then they have to rely on each other too fast. So, it's very different. Yeah, and I still think A Court of Mist and Fury is my favorite so far of the series. Oh, so far. Yeah, so far. I did like this one. Um, so, like you said, the second one really builds on their relationship. I feel like this one really builds on Farah as a high lady, as mm-hmm. a mother, and, like, as a badass. And as a sister, too, there towards the end. Yes. Yes, you're you're right about that as a sister. Um, we get to know the sisters a little bit more. And we'll, we'll just get into it because a ton of stuff happens. So, yeah, Nesta's still a bitch, like always. Dude, listen. <laughs> Off the metaphorical cliff. She's so annoying. Like, why is she such a bitch? She's such a bitch. There is nothing redeeming about her. And you know, the court of silver flames is about, is like from her point of view. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. I don't know if I am either, but maybe they'll give us some insider information. Maybe. So much. Jack hates her too. (laughs) But I saw someone post, I cannot remember who it was. I saw someone post, um, like be patient. There's a reason she's writing her this way. Okay. And I'm like, something better happen. <laughs> it better. And it better be good. Because it better be good. She's really mean. She is so mean. Um, so, it starts out, um, she is still a spy at the Supreme Court. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yes. Okay. I'm like, they're all starting to There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this book, but yes, it starts with her back in the spring court after okay. Tamlin and Lucian and the priestess crossed her for Highburn. Okay, so she's being a spy, and then um, Tamlin's working with Highburn, and so Highburn sends out his niece and nephew, who are twins, to like look for some weaknesses in the wall because Highburn's like ultimate goal is to take down the wall. Because mm-hmm. so, he wants to invade the mortal lands and yes. enslave them all again. Yes, exactly. And so Tamlin, like part of their deal in the second book was if Hybern got Feyre back for Tamlin, Tamlin said, you can enter through the spring court into the mortal land. Um, so you're like, okay, wow, Tamlin, that's a big price to pay. Yeah. So you're thinking Tamlin's on the bad side or whatever. Um, well, then... It, it's been confusing to me since the second book why Jurian is working for Highburn because in the first war, Julian is human and he was working with the humans and fighting against him. So it's like, why are you working with this dude? Well, some shit happens and you find out he's like a double agent or whatever. He There's really, lots of those. There's a <laughs> lot of those. And it does, I would say my one critique of the book is that gets a little confusing especially with Tamlin because he kind of goes back and forth like seven times and you're like bro which one are you really on pick a side (laughs) pick a side um so she like kills those twins or whatever because she's she's basically she's trying to get some information and she's like once I have enough I'm going home like I gotta get out of here or whatever and she kills those twins or whatever and then she finds the priestess um, oh, basically about to rape Lucian. Yeah. I mean, she's got him, like, chained up, and she's like, shit. She's like, I should just go. But she can't because Lucian's her friend. And so she, like, gets inside the priestess's head and, like, makes her freaking smash her hand with a rock, like, her own hand, where it's, like, mangled, and she she really fucks her up and Honestly, she deserved that. She was a she did deserve that. So she saves Lucian, and then they um oh didn't the twin oh the twins said that they had been putting something in their food to make their magic yeah weaker? It's this Feybane or I think it was mm-hmm. Feybane mm-hmm. yeah it strips some of their power 
so she can't like winnow out. So her and Lucian, she's like, yo, are you going to come with me or what? Like, I don't remember ultimately why he decides to go with her and not just stay with Tamlin. Because he wants to see Elaine. Oh, at right. least once. And he, good God, I'm about to shut this door. Um, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> they're like wrestling okay yeah i think he says something like are you going if you're going with her i'm going with, like to where yeah. she is i'm going mm-hmm. with you and so they have to like go on foot through like all these other courts because the spring court's like at the bottom and the night court's like at the top of this island they live on because their magic is faded so they're like having to go under the mountain and go through all these other courts and they're like sneaking through the autumn court and then they take him forever taking forever entirely too many pages are spent on this journey i I feel like um yeah i could see that they they wind up in the winter court and then they find out lucian's brothers because he's from the autumn court have followed them and are basically trying to kill them and then they see her like that she has fire or something right yeah yeah, they see that she, I think she, that she tried to use fire and then that she used ice. Yes. So they're yes. starting to suspect her powers. Yes, and because she has a, a spark from everyone, she has all of their powers. And they're usually stronger when she's in their court. So, like, when she's in the winter court, the ice is, like, much stronger, especially since she's, like, still trying to recover from that Bane or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because she's, like, in proximity to people from the autumn court, her fire is stronger. So, um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, Cassian and Azriel come because her magic kind of wakes up and re- figures out where she is and sends them, yep. right? And mm-hmm. they come and get them. They go back to the night court. And Lucian is like, I mean, he's in the night court. All this time he thought it was under the mountain in this, like, barbaric place. And he's like, there's children laughing on the street and, like, Reese greets Feyre and he's like, oh, my God, my love, you're home. And he sees that they're like a family. So he's kind of like shocked. Yeah, because he's he's, somebody else is finally seeing behind the mask as well. Yes. Um, And Elaine, like, wants nothing to do with Lucian. Lucian. But to be fair, she's still in a bad place because she was forced in that cauldron. Yeah, she's kind of getting better because in the second book, she was just like talking in like riddles. Mm-hmm. So she's a little more. Well, I guess it's the beginning of the first book. She's still talking in riddles. It's she this does, book. <laughs> she's still talking. In riddles. I'm telling you, Lacey, they're all starting to run together. <laughs> well, this book, this book is very long, so it does seem like two books, you know, but yes, it's one. Exactly. It does seem like two books. Okay. And then Nesta and Cassian, they have this weird, I think they're mates. I think they are too. And I think someone even asked them and they're like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't I remember that part. That hasn't like fallen in, or maybe it's like Farah and Reese and she's like, are they mates? And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know for sure, but I think so. But Reese has said that sometimes it takes a long time for mates to the mating bond to snap into place because there's two that were from the winter cart. Yes. They were friends forever and yes. they didn't know it until they came back from under the mountain and then it clicked into place. Yes. And it's funny that you bring that up because I wrote down that exact thing and they were the example because I thought that was weird because Reese and Feyre kind of seem like it was always in place. Like even when right. she was human and they were mm-hmm. connected, right? Yeah, it was. So at least on good. his end, but yeah. she didn't know. And she could see the star. I mean, she could see things that he was sending. So it's like their bond was always in place. But like you said, the winter court there snapped in after he was already under the mountain and she was trying to like keep their army and keep their people alive. Um, Cause Reese is like, Oh, you know, Nesta and Cassian might have one snap in later. So that, the mating thing is weird. Like it's, I guess it could be either or, but you right. agreed that you think Reese and favor were always. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, I think uh, Elaine, Elaine and Lucien are mates, but I don't think that it's going to be that way on Elaine's end. I think it might be leaning towards Azriel. <laughs> oh, Elaine? You yes. don't think she's going to accept it? Because they've said several times that you can reject the mating bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, something might eventually turn and snap them into place, but she doesn't seem very no. open or comfortable with Lucian or even wanting to. But she's also hung up on her human fiance. Like, right. She was in love with she's him. She's also very friendly and flirty with Azriel. I agree. And it seems like he's the only one that can reach her and that can comfort her. And, like, no matter what, he goes to, like, calm her down. He's the only one that can do it. So there's definitely something between them, too. And honestly, she's got two mates. Is that a thing? That would be tight. (laughs) (laughs) I just want him to be happy because, yeah, he deserves to be happy. Um, You know, all through the other, the second book, he and Moore have this unspoken thing. Well, in this book, you find out Moore is actually a lesbian. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she's never gone there with Azriel because she's like, I don't, I know he, how he feels about me. And I'm worried that I will not feel that way. And I don't want to hurt him. So I just don't even go there. And, um, so yeah, I just want him to be happy. <laughs> I want him to have someone, a mate. Yeah. I was kind of worried that he was going to die in this book, but he didn't. I, you know, I wasn't really worried about that. I felt like he could handle it. It didn't feel like he was going to find the queen and mm-hmm. <laughs> the girl's dad. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, we'll totally get there. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, so they're back in the high court. I'm trying to remember. They're, like, basically trying to do everything they can to get ready for this war because they know it's coming. Um, the serial makes an appearance in this book. So the serial's in all three books. And Feyre seeks it out to ask where Hibernus is storing his army. Because she's like, well, if I can get, there's this like creature in the library. And she's like, well, if I can get the bone carver and that creature, maybe then I can take them there and like wipe out his army before this war even happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Lucian decides to go find, so one of the human queens, the one that the, they said was sick, it's rumored that she's actually, like, cursed, and she turns into this, like, creature at night. In the morning. Or, it's during the day. She or during the day. A, she turns into, like, a phoenix-type firebird yes. during the day, and then she's a human queen by night. And they're like, hey, that would really help us. So Lucian decides to go find her. Um He's kind of been, like, adopted into the night court. He doesn't declare it his home or anything, but they were all very welcoming. And he's like, you know, I feel like I need to help any way I can, and this is what I can do, so I'm going to go look for them. I mean, basically the whole first half of the book is them trying to build alliances. Right. And you find out that this queen was sold by the other queens because she wanted to side with. Feyre and everybody, and she was sold to this, they call him a death god, they don't really expand on it yet. Yeah. Um, and the whole reason they got her to come out was because Feyre's father was able to okay, make that a bargain. Crazy to me. He yeah. was gone the whole second book on the continent, because he's like, he's called the Prince of Merchants, because he's like wheeling and dealing, right? And so when the other two sisters returned, they were like, well, we're going to figure out something when dad comes back. But he's not supposed to be back for a really long time. Oh, boy, just shows up at this war with this army and these ships all named after his daughter. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wasn't he glamored? Like, how does he even know what's going on? Yeah, I think I thought he was glamored, too. But maybe... Maybe it's when they went back, something changed, or he shattered through it, like, you know, Nesta had at some point. Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe they'll get to it. Like, like, I no, they need, won't. Never mind. I need them to elaborate <laughs> on that, because that leaves they me can't. so many they can't elaborate. Yeah, he died. He got killed. Um, by King Hibern, 
himself. Yeah. He snapped his neck. Um, but like, did you kind of tear up like when their dad showed up? And then, so they're basically at the war and they're like losing. And then Vasa, this bitch just flies through and starts like lighting these dudes on fire. And then their dad pulls up on all these ships and you're like, what the hell? I mean, did you tear up a little bit? It was like the last like hundred pages. I couldn't stop tearing up. It was, it was emotional. I mean, you're it just really like, was. oh my God. <laughs> and then you get further in, you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I almost threw the book down at one point. There, before the, the war actually happens, um, they're kind of like living in tents, like at the battleground or whatever. Yeah, they've had, small, they've had smaller little fights between the big mm-hmm. war that's coming. And Elaine gets taken. So Farah and Azriel are like, all right, we got to go get her because, like, God knows what they're going to do. So they they go to Hybern's camp. They found it. Oh, like, they do some weird shit, like Nesta finds it. And when they do that, yeah. the cauldron now knows where Nesta is. And then Nesta starts, like, having problems. But they go to get Elaine. And Jurian's there, because remember, he's playing both sides, and he's like, all right, I'm going to cause a diversion, and then uh, your sister's in that tent over there, and after you hear a scream, you've got, like, five minutes to get the F out of here. And so uh, they're, like, running. He's like, run. Like, don't look back. Just run. But they had those um, – are they children of the night? The humans that are, like, for the fae or whatever? Mm, the children of something. I don't think they're nice. Yeah, children of the something. They had some of them there that they were torturing, and Feyre's like, I gotta rescue them. And Jurian's like, dude, you don't have time. And then she's like, I have to. And he's like, all right, I'll make sure that one girl that's still alive is at that cliff. But you got like five minutes after you hear that scream. So she's like, okay. So she gets her sister, and they're running to this cliff. And then a hybrid has some like hellhound. Like, what are they? Hellhounds? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Something okay. like that. They're chasing them. And if they can get past this cliff, that's kind of like where the border of Hybern's like magic ends. So like if we can get like, oh, like jump off this cliff, we can like winnow back to our camp or whatever. So they're mm-hmm. like running. And Azrael has wings. So he's trying to fly away with Elaine and the like human girl. Um, but Hybern, don't they like shoot him with an arrow or one of the dogs? Something happens to his wings and they get like really messed up. Yeah, one of the dogs, some of the dogs leap off the cliff after him. So one of them jumped towards Asriel and sunk his claws into his wings yeah. and ripped down. And then Farah, she can shape shift. So she has some wings, but she's like, Asriel's been trying to teach her how to fly. But it's like, it takes a real, like the, the Lyrian soldiers have been learning how to fly since they were, like, young children. And it takes, like, that amount, whole amount of time into, like, adulthood to learn. And she's been doing it, like, a couple of lessons. So she's not that great. But as the dogs are chasing them, she hears another roar, and she knows that it's Tamlin's beast form. And Tamlin comes, I almost cried at this part, too, and he starts, like, attacking those dogs. And then she's, like, trying to jump off the cliff, remember, and get her wings. And Azriel's mm-hmm. like, you got to do this or you're never going to make it. And she, like, smells, li- I think she said lilacs or something. And it was Tamlin sending her magic to, like, basically give her the boost that she needed to, like, get up into the air with her wings. Like, did you not cry at that part? No, I didn't. I was still mad at him. <sighs> I'm mad at him, too, but, like, he saved her ass. I think that yeah, he truly does love her and maybe he hasn't always gone about it the best way but like he was always driven by love for her and when push came to shove like he fought those hounds in front of Hybern to save mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and I was just like oh my god that was so I, like after everything that was so sad um, they also have like this huge meeting with all of the high lords from all of the courts because they're like hey we need to you know band together so Resan sends out invitations to like all of them. Um, and they're thinking, okay, well, like autumn will probably show up. We don't know if summer's going to show up because we pissed him off when we stole that shit from him <laughs> and he put those blood rubies out on them. Uh, <laughs> well, they wind up all showing up, including Tamlin. 
And like, they've already told all the other high lords, hey, Tamlin's like on the other side. So they're like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, Feyre pretty much ruined my plan because I've been trying to get close to Highburn and like figure out his plan this whole time. And now she's turned my court against me and I don't have an army and my court is in like chaos. And she's like, oh shit, oops. But then they're like, the other High Lords are cautious. Remember, they like don't want to talk about their numbers, like their armies. They don't want to give him any info in case he's lying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I thought that was a cool, I thought the meeting was really cool because you get to see everyone and you get to And you get to see how they interact. Yes, exactly. And how much some each of them want. And how much what? Some of them want to tear each other's throats out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, um, and then, oh, she was trying to keep it cool because she doesn't want them to know she has their powers, but then she, like, gets all fucking mad at Tamlin, and her power just comes out, so they no, all... she gets have... mad at Baron. Oh, it was, oh, the Autumn guy, right? Right, because he keeps calling her a mortal and a whore, and <gasps> call, and then he calls Resand a whore, and... You know, pokes at him for everything that he did for Amarantha that he wore herself out to her and everything else. And she just can't, and favorite just can't take it anymore. And then they all see that she has all of their powers. And they're all like, they're, none of them were mad. Except the Autumn dude. Yeah. Even the, um, I think he's from the Dawn Court. Oh my god, what was his name? The one Leon. that wore, yes, he was like, I was wondering where that little drop of magic went. Yeah, he's like, I, I could feel it was gone. <laughs> I I like him. Um, I do too. I like more of his story, I think. But yeah, most of them were totally cool with it, and they were like, well, that's the price we paid to get out from under that mountain, so, like, whatever. And they were very accepting of her as High Lady, and even the Winter Court, the High Lord's wife, was like, why haven't you made me High Lady? <laughs> and she was really cool, like, the dude was kind of, you never knew, you never knew where he stood, but she was like, her and Moore were best friends or whatever. And then what else happens? So much. Yeah. Um, Amryn gets released from her mortal body. Yes. So, oh, okay. There's a big betrayal. Kind of. Sort. So the whole time, Amarin, the book that they stole half from the Human Queens and half from the Summer Court, um, Amarin's been decoding it. I think Lacey said last time because it's in, like, a language that no one speaks, but she can, like, try to figure it out or whatever. And she's like, this is the spell to break the cauldron. And she wants herself, Feyre, Elaine, and Nesta because they were all made immortals they weren't born fairies she wants them to do this she goes i think if we all do it you know we won't die or whatever well elaine like freaks out freaks out in normal elaine fashion she, the girl cannot handle anything um what happened to nesta that she couldn't go oh i had to use that, nesta's distraction to get she the was king gonna, of highburn yeah. away from the cauldron because he yeah. was using it as a weapon and like wiping out half of their army okay yes that's right so then Amarin and Feyre go to the cauldron and Amarin's like they get there and she's like okay um I actually lied what this spell is gonna do is release me into my regular form and Feyre's like I thought you said we could like never do that because you would not remember us and you would kill us and you've betrayed us and I'm going to kill you and Amarin's like, no, this is the only way. There is no way to destroy the cauldron. This was like the serial told her about this spell. She, she told uh, the serial told Feyre and Feyre told Amarin. And that's how Amarin found this spell. And Amarin's like, listen, my my normal form will wipe out, like turn this army to dust. So they do it. And like, it doesn't. How would you describe what she turns into? Like a dragon? Like a fire. I mean, it's similar to a dragon. I mean, it's, it's like worse. Like, it's wor It was worse than the firehawk, basically. Uh -huh. Yeah, she, and she obliterates Hybern's army, and she does seem to recognize Feyre because she doesn't harm any of their soldiers. She only takes out Hybern's army, and then she like kills them all, and then just kind of like disappears. 
and then the cauldron's broken and they're like, oh shit, the cauldron's broken. Um, yeah, it's going to like turn the world to like nothing. And they're like, well, damn, it's like damned if we do and damned if we don't. Mm-hmm. So her and Resand like put it back together, but it like kills Resand. It's just yeah, her and so him, can- right? siphons all of his power basically they were yes. they were trying to use both of their powers to wield it back together because Feyre destroyed it so they're like hey maybe uh-huh. we can put it back whole uh-huh. and like Rhysand kind of knows and just keeps telling her yes. that he loves her and then as she breaks as she puts the cauldron back together she turns around or no as it breaks sorry we'll get there <laughs> as it breaks she turns around and Rhysand's dead or as it's back together. As it's back together. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So they break it and they put it back together. And, and it, drains, like it does save the world. Reason. But yeah, it, it saves the world. The little void that was coming out of the crater when they broke it is uh-huh. now repaired. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, so all the high lords are there and she's like, you need to bring him back. She's like, y'all need to do what the fuck you did to me and bring him back. And they're like, we don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. She's like, mortal, and she's like, I don't care. Do it anyway. She's like, fucking try it. So they do it. And then they all do it, and then it comes down to Tamlin, and he does it. I was like, oh, my God. He did it. Like, I just want you to be happy. Drop. Yeah. And I, doesn't he say that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Rhysand comes back to life. And after Rhysand wakes up, he's like, oh, there's, like, a surprise in the cauldron. <laughs> And Rhysand's dramatic fashion. <laughs> and they, like, pour it out, and Amarin comes out, but she's, like, a normal fae now. She's not, like, another creature contained in a body or whatever. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. He's like, I pulled her with me. <laughs> yes, because he said when he went to the, like, you know, transitioning to the afterlife, he, and he was coming, like, trying to come back, he felt that pull. He, I think he asked Amarin if she wanted to come back, and she said yes. So she comes back. Um, oh, oh my God, we totally forgot that they constantly talk about these people, Dracon and Miriam. Mm-hmm. And Miriam was like a witch, and Dracon was a fae. But they like fell in love during the first war, and they like took all these people to live on an island. And they've been searching for them, but they could never find them. But Feyre's dad found them, right? Or someone found him. No, they, they found they found Feyre's father and Lucian and all of them as they were coming. Okay. Because they kept hearing that um, Jurian was well, looking for him. Yes, you're right. And he really wasn't. like. Well, I mean, he was because that's the only way he knew how to get a message to him that Hybern was coming. But they had glamoured the island so well. That even Resand couldn't find them there. Yes. Yes. So, nobody they knew where up. they were. They show up with people. So, like, all these armies that they didn't count on show up to help, and they're like, oh my God, thank God. Well, then, you know, Amarin, like, obliterates the army anyway. So, um, yeah, they were victorious. Resand's back alive. Ugh. I was like, I swear uh, to God, if he doesn't come back to life. Elaine and Nesta kill the King of Hyburn. Yes, Elaine. Oh my God. So when Nesta was the distraction, they told, cause Cassian went with her, of course. Rhysand's like, no, like you're going to die, Cassian. And he's like, well, then it'll be like a noble death or whatever. And so the king and Nesta are fighting cause the king also wants Nesta because she took something from the cauldron and he's like, it hasn't worked the, the same thing. Like it's not working right. So he wants her. That's why they knew she would be a good distraction. So they're like fighting or whatever. He's about to kill her, and then all of a sudden, this like knife comes through his neck, and it's Elaine. Yeah. And you're like, "Damn, girl!" But it's with Asriel's sword, the truth, yes. the truth bringer. Yes, and or the like, truth seeker, something like that. Yeah, it never fails. It always strikes its target. And true. Yeah, she <laughs> wouldn't wear pants. Um, she didn't want to carry a weapon, so he gave her this little dagger. He's like, "You got to take something in case something happens." And that's what she killed him with. And then they like cut his head off. <laughs> it was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was. I did too. And, and I'm what, sure we're not doing it justice because I mean, there is literally so much that happens. Yeah. So much happens. Um, like this easily could have been turned into do books. I'm glad she didn't, but it easily could have. I kind of feel like it should have been two books. 
Now, I get it, because she wanted the war to feel like it had some weight, so you had little battles before you had this huge war, just to get how much that this, how much power this king had with all these armies. That's true. And then you don't want a book of just nothing but war. Right. But, um, yeah, so much happened. Like, let me look at my notes and see if I wrote down anything else. Um, no, we pretty much covered it all. I mean, when, so when I talked to you this morning, you were on like page 400. Uh-huh. So it's a fast read. I mean, the last, it, it's so much action. You're just like, well, I mean, it's partially because when I started reading it last week, I was so busy with work that I just didn't have time to read it. So I had only read up 400 pages up until Sunday, and then I finished the last 300 this morning because I didn't Mm -hmm. have much work. (laughs) I mean, but that's how fast they go. Yeah, that's how fast that last chunk went. Uh I couldn't put it down. Yes, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't either. Steve was like, can we do something? I'm like, shh. He's like, no. (laughs) And it's just like there was not a good place to stop. because No, there wasn't. Yeah. And then at the end – Lucian goes back to the spring court because he's like, I gotta go make things right. And so Farah sends him a letter that says, like, be happy, or I wish happiness for you, or something like that. Um, the wall is down, though, and I don't know what they decided yeah. they were gonna do about that. They're working on a treaty with the mortal. Okay. But yeah, the wall is down. Okay. Um, their new estate that Tamlin had bought got destroyed. The King of Highburn destroyed it. Yes. But the dad's dead anyway, so doesn't really matter. I mean, he doesn't need a place to live. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Tarquin um, rescinded the blood rubies, so he's mm-hmm. not trying to kill them anymore. Um, the bone carver died. The bone the carver died, yep. And so did the the weaver. Mm, did she? Because it didn't say if she did or not. Yeah, Highburn. Highburn. Um, Snapped her neck. The, see, I missed that part. I didn't. I didn't remember reading. It, he it doesn't her neck. touch on it very much. She's like getting closer to the cauldron, and Feyre and Amran are like watching her. And the king, as he's heading towards Nesta, comes across the weaver. Oh, and it's right, and he throws her off the cliff to finish it. That's right, because I remember now. Because they said that the the broken neck wouldn't have killed her, but the throw off the cliff would have. And then Bryaxis. At the end, Favor's like, well, I guess I better go fucking find him and put him back yeah, in because he's library. taken off. He hasn't gone back to the library. Of course, he's oh, like, oh, yeah. it tastes for blood. I'm gone. Yeah. The queen, um, the human queens are still alive. Oh, man, I hope they die. They're some bitches. Yeah. Bitches. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what this a court of, um, what's the next one? It's like a small one, though. It's only like 200. Yeah. Okay, so it's a court of frost and starlight. It's supposed to be the in-between, like what happens after the war. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, it's really short. It's only... That's acknowledgments. It's only 229 pages. Okay. So that one, I think, is still from Feyre's point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then a silver flames is going to... So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. It kind of seems like this Last one, this fourth one is going to be the last one from like Farah. I hope not because that very well may be where they lose me because I don't like when they shift characters. Yeah. I feel like that they can still have the main character but tell the side character story mm-hmm. from her point of view just perfectly. Well, you know, there's going to be two more books. Yeah. And another novella, like another novella, I think comes out in September. So it'll be, yeah, I'm very interested to see where this series goes. I freaking love it. I love I it hope, so much. I really hope that switching the points of view does not lose me. Let's see. I'm going to see what the rating is on Goodreads for our Silver Flames. It's like a four point, I think it's like a 4.52 or something like that. Really? Mm-hmm. A court of... It might have been a 2.25. 4.41. Okay, yeah. Let's see what the other ones are. A Court of Wings and Ruin, 4.42. A Court of Mist and Fury, 4.59. That is the best one, in my opinion, of the series so far. Um, the first one's 4.19. So it's saying it's on par with Wings and Ruin. But we'll see. Everybody 
they said that, you know, all these other male point of views from all these other series were on point, but I hated them. True. So true. Well, next week we're reading Treed mm-hmm. by Emily Henry, and that is our listener's pick. So you have one week to grab your copy. It's not long. I think it's like 350 pages. Something like that. I'm starting it tonight because I got it yeah. yesterday, and I want to go ahead and get back to our series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so start that tonight. I'll probably start it tomorrow. I'm finishing up a Jack Reacher book. <laughs> uh, we'll do that next week, and then the week after, we'll do The Court of Frost and Starlight, which is short, too. It's like 260 pages. Or should we release. do both? Because by then, I'm probably going to be on the last one. No, because that one's like 800 pages. We'll save that for the next talk, he said. Okay. <laughs> Just make really good notes so you'll remember. I gotta make better notes because I cannot remember. They're bleeding together. Oh, but yeah. like I said, this one was really big, so it was really easy to confuse that it was not two separate books. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm gonna take really good notes. But I still love this series. I think yes. it's the best series I've ever read. Mm, it's very close to Hades. No, for me, it's I like it more than Hades. See, I can't say that yet because I haven't read the third one. I've got the third one on my shelf. I haven't read it either. And that very well may be a game changer for us. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know that that could come and take my love for A Court of Mist and Fury away from me. I don't me know. It might not been, for me either. Like, I don't know. Ugh. We'll see. I think it's just Reese, really. I, I think it is too. I think it is 100% that. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, Beach Read, send us your shit. Two Bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. Instagram at Two Bookworms, one podcast. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.